Kid C, Fresh Kid C, yes sir, Fresh Kid P, Fresh Kid T, oh yeah, we back, oh and Zafu, by the way, yeah, jokes. Hello everybody, it is Playoff Baseball, we are back with the Cleanup Podcast, I am Eli Consker, and I'm Ben Ranieri, and I'm Connor Callanan. And we're just gonna get into our, our picks. Uh, we're gonna let's let's talk about how we did last round. Um, I think I went 50-50. I think uh, I definitely had the, the weakest showing in the first round. I don't uh, know, man. I think mine was down. No, there. no, 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 no. Mine was. All right, let's just let's just go through it. Let's just go through it and count on our count on our hands here. We all had raised. I think Ben and I tied. So we had. I had the raise, so I got that one. We all missed the Indians. True. Um, I had the A's. I also. No, so I had the White have, Sox. You had the White Sox. What was the other AL series? I had the Twins over the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, I had the Twins. I had the Astros. Okay, so we all have two, right? No, I have one. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you suck. Because we, we got right. Rays. So, Rays, we all missed the Indians. Yep, two. We all had the Cardinals and they lost. I had Atlanta. I also had, had Atlanta. Atlanta. And you, you had the rest. I had my Miami Marlins. So I think we tied. That's that's beautiful. Four I want fifty I want fifty percent, you want fifty percent. Connor got last. That's what we like to you see. Know. You're it's welcome. all right. I mean, Connor picked the exact same thing as me, except for the Astros. <laughs> so let's let's talk about who we got next. Who 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 do we have moving on? So let's start in the AL. Yankees Rays. What a series so far. Connor, would you like to lead off? Uh, I, I will lead it. I will lead it off at. I would like to say Ben and I were at a wedding this summer, and I did predict at the at. August 1st, that the Yankees were going to beat the Dodgers in six games. And I somehow strayed away from that. And I apologize to myself for that. So I will be taking the Yankees in this series because I, they already blew me out of the water once. I don't need them to do it again. Yeah, pretty similar uh, pretty similar deal for me. Kind of uh, picked the Indians a little early on. And I just felt like I, had to, felt like I had to stick to it for the fans, stick to it for the brand. Right after I picked that on air, I realized that um, the Yankees were going to dominate that that little series against the Indians. Um, yeah, we had that conversation. Feeling pretty, pretty good about the. I'm pretty good about the Yankees right now. Um, I'm taking them. I'm picking them. Yeah, I've liked Stanton, how they've looked. Stanton has just been murdering balls on national TV. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do a little sick brag. Boys, I got my final four left still, so I got to ride with them. It is impressive. I have the Rays. Did I like them in a series against the Yankees originally? Not really, but I have to stick with the Rays. I think, honestly, of the of your final four, I feel at the point that we are at in this series that the Rays might be the one that doesn't get there for you. I like your, your other three picks better at this point. All right. So let's keep moving on in the AL. So I'll start here. I had the Astros. They 
looked good so far, and that's where I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Astros. I had I didn't have the A's. We're in a little bit of a hole. Um, yeah, it's not it's not looking great. I don't even who who do the A's have on the bump tomorrow? Uh, it's Lazardo versus my boy Urquidy. I am so hyped for that. Okay, Connor. <laughs> I also had the A's just because I didn't want to see the Astros, but then I thought about it. I still picked the A's, but I am, am very okay with uh, Yankees, Astros, ALCS for the Yankees to get their revenge on the Astros. So I think that could be a, a fun series to watch. Definitely, definitely. Popping over to the NL. Uh, we'll, we'll keep the juicier one for a second, but tensions did flare today in yep. my, uh, Miami, Atlanta. Who, who, who are we going with? Well, you know, I've been, I've been riding. I think everybody knows at this point. I, uh, even though we took an L today, I have been, I, I would like to say first off that I do think the Braves have the advantage in Houston. Um, they got a lot of power. The ball flies there. Um, the ball flies everywhere. Well, about yeah yeah There's something to be said for those these uh baseballs we got flying in these playoffs but um, um but i about three weeks ago i said that the miami marlins were my miami marlins and i would like to um stick with that they're moving on i would i will i respect it i hope the fan base accepts you for who you are and and you've done a great job so far. Connor? You know, again, the, Mar the Marlins have never lost a playoff series, so they are the best playoff team of all time. But I think this will be their first playoff series loss. I'm going to write it out with the Braves. I think there's just too much offensive firepower for the Miami Marlins to, ansel to handle, so I'm going Braves. I will also go with the Braves. Um at the beginning of the year, I actually thought this Braves team was either not going to make the playoffs or win the World Series. There was no in-between, but once Soroka went down, I started leaning towards they weren't going to make the playoffs, but I, I changed my view who I think will get to the World Series, but I do think they'll move on in this round. Yeah, they've really, they've really come on lately. They've been, they've been pretty impressive. All right, so... This is this is a matchup we've all been waiting for. The Dodgers Padres. Yep. Who do we have? I think we have to take we all have to take a moment to admit that we were very wrong in the first round as well. See, I don't think we did that bad. I don't think that was a bad call with, with St. Louis. They won the first yeah. game. They had the lead in the second game. They just they just they lost have, some momentum late. Have Fernando Tatis Jr. or Manny Machado. That's just really yeah. all it was. Once the Padres took the, the momentum in that second game, everything just changed and they won the series. And that's totally fine. I don't think it was a bad call, but. No. I mean, it went to three games, so. Yeah. I can start this one off. I uh, I'm, I actually have this game up on my uh, screen right now. And um, I'm, I'm sticking. The Dodgers currently have the. With AJ Pollock up and um, well ahead of you then. Ah, uh, well, 
Hopefully that's good news for me. Um, the I am sticking with the Los Angeles Dodgers, my World Series pick at the beginning of the year. I think uh, Mookie's going to chase his second ring here. So uh, I'll follow it up for being a jerk and uh, ruining your little moment watching the game because the Dodgers are also my pick, and that was a nice little spot for them with that, that pass ball. Oh, I just saw it. Nice. Oh, yeah. There it is. Good. Good. Hate to see it from one of our, our ex-Mariners. Yep. Connor? I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. I really see them running the table with the Padres, and I think they pull it out, and they're my pick to get the pennant for the National League. Uh, one little note here. If we can talk about bats waking up, this will be a nice little transition like the Houston Astros did their bats have woken up considering how bad they were in the, the regular season. Cody Bellinger has been pretty atrocious this year. And if that bat wakes up for the Dodgers, they are a serious problem. Yes. I mean, I think they're already a serious problem, but uh, he has been pretty bad. Him and Christian Yelich have been guys that I love and, both have were pretty underwhelming this year. Um, but I would love to see that guy heat up a little bit. Uh, we would love to see Belly getting after it. And it's positive. They're getting these extra games. He's getting more opportunity to, to, to catch fire. So yeah. let's, let's go, let's transition into this, this Astros a series and uh, uh, what has gone on. So the Astros are up 2-0. Most people had them swept in the first round, then followed up with a sweep in this round. Uh, what, what, what are we taking from what, what we've seen so far? It doesn't, to me, it doesn't really surprise me because the guys that have been like okay for them this year have been the guys that have been doing damage. Like the guys that I think, um, how do I put this? The guys that benefited the least to me from the cheating scandal are the guys that are banging out right now for them. I like, I still think George Springer is a phenomenal hitter and they're just hitting homers. They're just really Homer dependent right now. They really aren't manufacturing a lot or getting a lot of hits. They're just hitting the ball out of the yard a lot. Um, I'm going to piggyback off that. One, I'm not like in this Astros fan base right now because I have I've been riding with them and it seems like I'm I'm rooting them on. I I do want to see them fall at some point, but. The thing about this team is what's so upsetting is the, the reason I picked them is because they are just so good. Like these, this is a good baseball team and it's so frustrating that they cheated. And, yes. and so, but going back to it, it's, it's going back and realizing that these guys are very good baseball players. I mean, giving them the expanded playoffs did help them, but they're showing that they deserve to be here. And they're just giving their other guys who have been slow this whole year or had slow starts this year, more opportunity to catch fire. And that's exactly what's happening. And also this bullpen is sneaky, disgusting. 
Yeah, they do have – the numbers don't really show it, but for for a playoff series, if you're getting some semblance of starting pitching, you can win games with just having like three dudes in the back of the bullpen, and they do have that. Paredes yeah. looks nice. Presley is always solid. But they got some guys – they got enough guys in the back of the bullpen, I guess, to move on. I got, I got a question. Do we think, do we think the Oakland A's can come back? Like, do we think there's a chance? I don't. I honestly think they're about to get swept. I mean, I I'm gonna ride Urquidy's bandwagon for probably the end of time, but the A's have struggled with guys just going up there and shoving like strikes. The guys that have given. That's a huge reason why they're able to uh, to beat the White Sox in that series. So, and Arcadia usually usually fills it up. Hopefully, I don't jinx him, but he usually fills it up. I also think the Astros have all they just have immense experience in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they might not have been that great this year, but they've had three straight pretty deep playoff runs, and I think that is paying dividends right now. Where the A's aren't as experienced in the playoffs. I think the experience is really helping the Astros kind of get the edge over teams. Yeah, I think yeah. there's something to be said for that too. Um, the A's having a little more like pressure um, as a team, as the team who is kind of the, the better of the two during the year and the team that's hasn't really done anything in the playoffs since you know, about 1970. So, I mean, I would love to see the Oakland A's at least – put up a fight and win tomorrow and then at least give themselves a game four to possibly force an elimination game. I just want to see a game four. Yes. I, another thing about this Astros team that can't be said about the A's ever since Chapman went out is these guys don't make mistakes on defense and they capitalize on every mistake you make on defense. And that goes a long way in baseball. Like you can't give those extra outs up. Like Simeon gave up an extra out yesterday, and that lost them the game for the most yeah. part. I think yeah, they're they're hurting without Chapman a little bit. Yeah, the guys, yeah. he's kind of the heart and soul. It seems like of that team, him and Matt Olson, and I think as we all know, Matt Olson hasn't been Matt Olson this year, at least offensively. So yeah, for sure. But uh, hopefully. Uh, Young baby Jesus can get it done tomorrow. He's electric, that's for sure. So it should be a good matchup tomorrow, and hopefully it's a good game. All right, well, let's let's uh, jump to that a little bit because I actually can't wait any longer. I, I, I haven't talked about them in about 10 minutes. So I, I let's can we just jump to the, the Marlins? Do it. Let's do it. Um, you know, lost a tough one today, but I thought uh, – I really thought that – what the Marlins showed today was that they they did look pretty competitive. Like the score, I think the score made it look worse than it actually was. Like if you, oh, 100%. If you watch the game, the Marlins were in that game. They it's, it's... have just a bunch of guys that you don't, you have never heard of, and they are very athletic. I... I'm just 
excited for Sixto tomorrow. I'm just, I'm just ready. No, to watch. they're. Oh no, they're going, going Lopez tomorrow. They're going Lopez tomorrow. <clears throat> I think. Like, okay. So, what this this Braves Marlins game looked like to me was the the, the Rays Yankees game last night. That game was so competitive until the very end and all of a sudden it was blown up and you just get this if you didn't watch the game you're going to be like oh wow the Yankees beat the crap out of the Rays and you're thinking the same thing like the Braves just beat up on the Marlins but the Marlins got them freed today yep they they just kept putting pressure on the defense and they just kept hitting and that was and it was I thought it was also impressive that they did this I don't think Corey Dickerson did much today. And I think one thing that's would be huge for them is if they could get Starling Marte back in the lineup. I think he, he might, I've seen, he might come back and that would be, I think he, that veteran bat and that those on base skills, I think would be huge for them just to get rallies started. Uh, I mean, Brinson has not been what we've been sold on yeah. as a prospect. So that's playing a role right now. Another thing is those guys hit with runners in scoring position, which yep. can't be said about a lot of teams right now, other than maybe the Astros, honestly. Everyone else is hitting the long ball to win games and not scoring guys when they're in scoring position. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for the Marlins to win games when um, Ronald Acuna Jr. looks like he does right now. Because yeah. he is hot. He's scoring. And, and Freeman's hitting rockets, but they're getting caught. So, yeah. They're, that one, two, three is a problem. That's for sure. Yes. And then. They looked really good on defense today, too. They made some Darno. If you can get games like that from Darno, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You got you got to let their big bats. You, you got to make it, it be Darno and Duval, even though those guys are good. You got to make them beat you. Yeah. But, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I still think the Marlins, my Marlins have a chance. Yeah. Tomorrow's big because if they can take tomorrow, then they got six of the next day against Kyle Wright. And I feel like that's a mismatch. That's, yeah. Marlins that's a Marlins to me. So, but Ian Anderson looked really good. His last start. So we'll see what it, what it is. I mean, the longer the series the advantage goes to the Marlins because that starting pitching depth is substantially better than the Braves. Andy looked pretty good today. I did think. I I sent a text to you guys and I said that the Braves had to sweep because I'm not confident that they'll be able to win the series if it goes further than these three games. No. I mean, they could steal one, but they would have to go into that with an advantage. They can't go down in the series after these first three. All right, let's go to the another completed game of the night. Uh, Rays Yankees. What are your thoughts on this series? Last night was gross tonight. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was very good. He was. But they, um, he but gave they, him a chance. Yankees had struggled with him all year long, and they actually got to him a little bit today. 
just a little bit enough to make yeah. the game competitive. Um, can we just talk about Stanton? Can we just talk about him for a second? Because he yeah. actually just like, oh, let me just foul this ball off. I, I'm convinced he was just trying to foul that ball off, and he had a heat-seeking missile over the 322 sign in right field. So, um, like, right down the line. I don't, you don't really see righties hitting a line drive at the opposite field foul pole very often. Yeah. I mean, that ball punctures every single wall that's not made of brick that he hit today at like 118 miles an hour. Yeah. He hit two of them. Today. Yeah. He sounds like a, a Linfield baseball prospect, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, the, 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 the Rays needed this game. I mean, to say the least that game one. Okay. I'm so upset with how the Rays have used their bullpen. Like I get it. That if you're behind, you're going to play the game a little different, especially because every single game's in a row, but you're down one run and you put a below average reliever in the game and they just light him up when he doesn't throw strikes. But then when he did throw strikes, he's just getting lit up. That's just, he had a chance to win that first game. I don't, I don't see what are you, what are you doing? If you can steal that Cole start somehow late innings after he's out of the game, that's huge. Yeah. The, the Yankees, uh, I really think that if the Yankees do lose this series, it could be because of the, way they handled their starting pitching today um so obviously they won game one pretty strong start from garrett cole and we all know paxton they don't have Luis severino um so starting pitching is a little bit of a question so today they run out 21 year old davy garcia he goes one inning allows one run and um, I was expecting to see probably five or six innings from Davy Garcia. And they just instead went to Jay Happ, who. Love the uh, guy. Just, but. just did not look very good today. Uh, and I don't think a lot of Yankees fans are big Jay Happ fans. Um, just from some quick polling I've done. Uh, but. Interesting, interesting starting pitching usage from Aaron Boone. Um, I think that could be a big problem, especially if they if they don't win with Tanaka tomorrow. I do not like their game four chances. Yeah, who, are they going to go back to Davey? That that's got to be the, one of the options because he didn't throw much. Yeah, it has to be because Cole's. I mean, unless Cole is throwing on two days rest, which would be crazy for trevor bauer i don't know if that's something you'd do but i i don't know i i think tomorrow is the probably the biggest game of the series i mean that's kind of a lame thing to say because you can say that every single night but tanaka morton i mean i have a feeling morton might get lit up but i don't put it by the ways to light up tanaka all of a sudden tanaka didn't look as sharp advantage yankees i think I'm a big Tanaka guy, and I think he he didn't have his best outing um, against the Indians. So I think I think he's going to come out strong tomorrow. I think the Yankees are taking that one, and they need it. They 
seriously they do. do. They seriously do. They gotta they gotta open it up the opportunity for for uh, Cole to come back if yep. if this series gets extended. Yep. You need to be able to get your three hundred and twenty five million dollar man to two outings. Yeah. Um. I mean, moving forward, we'll see what happens. I mean, all of a sudden, Morton could come out and just throw nothing but disgusting curveballs and just shut that lineup down. Yep. I mean, or at least Gary Sanchez, but that's not very hard. All yep. right, moving on to the Dodgers-Padres, which is still currently going on, but the Dodgers have a nice, have a nice lead in this game. And is Kershaw for uh, – let's, let's start with Clev. Clev going out, big deal. What? Yeah. Okay. So I got some. I got something to say about this. This. This kind of reminded me of last night. I was watching a little football. Um, as you may or may not know, I'm a big Packers fan. So uh, Devontae Adams questionable for the game with a hamstring injury. Julio Jones also questionable with the same hamstring injury. They the Packers hold out Devontae Adams because. It's a long season. You don't want to get your guy hurt. The Falcons decide that they are desperate for a win, and they run Julio Jones out there, put their guy at risk a little bit, and he plays one quarter and re-aggravates the injury, and now you probably lose him for three weeks. Yeah. So I feel like the same kind of thing applies here with Clev. Um and I mean, obviously, there's probably some stuff that we don't know. Um, obviously, you don't want to put this out in the universe, but forearm strains, typically we know what comes with that. And um, I just don't know if I agree with that. And unless they know something that he's already going to have to have some type of surgery and there was no real risk of him hurting it any further but he did not look right and he did not look good today um so i'm i'm worried if i'm i'm worried if i'm a padres fan um to piggyback on that i mean i was looking everywhere for clev and lamette updates since they've been hurt but all i've seen was like lamette seemed a little bit further along then all of a sudden he's sounded more questionable and it sounded like neither of them threw bullpens. It just sounded like they just had one really aggressive yes. game of yeah. catch. Just gone aggressive. Yeah, they, yeah. they, played, yeah. they played aggressive catch in the outfield, which I don't know what that means. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't give me a whole lot. Yeah, I uh, that doesn't make me feel confident that my guy's ready to go. No. So I mean, it was their decision. Does it cost them in the end? Maybe they had to use a ton of bullpen arms tonight. The last thing they need is a bad start from a guy like Paddock or Davies because they didn't look sharp in the last series either. No. And is Lamette going to be able to throw? I don't even know if he was on the roster. I it's at this I point there. I know they had to use. Uh... Garrett Richards a lot in this game so I mean it's just not a not a promising start for a team that really needed a good start in this series yeah and I mean if Kershaw looks that good again 
I mean, serious problems. I would love. Are I, I think uh, anybody who's a real baseball fan would love to see that. Yeah, I want Kershaw to show up big, and I feel like he's got a bunch of unnecessary hate for some, you know, below average October for performances. But I think this will really turn around for him if he can come out and show. Yeah. Well, you want to have, do some trivia? Welcome to everyone's favorite segment, the Nerve Nugget. I've kind of been getting shafted on these, so I thought I'd change it up. I was going with a bunch of uh, player trivia, so um, boom, this week we're going stadium trivia. As some of you might know, Ben and I play outfield, so I want to know which stadium in the majors has the biggest outfield in area and which stadium has the smallest outfield in area. All right, I think I got this one. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm, pr- I'm thinking... Eli, do you have any ideas for the smallest? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the biggest is San Francisco, yeah? You're asking me, yeah, or are you asking Eli? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get some input from my partner here. Um, Can you think of it? Is, is Col- did they make Colorado smaller? Coors might be bigger. No, Coors Colorado might be. Is, yeah, Colorado is pretty it's it pretty was, big, but it plays like a bang box. Um, they just made it smaller. I swear they brought the, the fences in, which doesn't make sense, but I could be wrong. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. I'm gonna, honestly, I'm going to go with Coors is the biggest and Fenway is the smallest. I don't think Fenway is this. Fenway is pretty large in center. It's, it's pretty short down the lines. Uh, I don't know if I have a a smallest biggest i feel like has to be if you go san francisco i don't think we're wrong with these two picks yeah i'll, I'll just right. go either san francisco or course to me um shortest smallest not shortest smallest smallest i guess that's why i think uh, it's a, that that's that's why i think it's a it's fenway because i do you think it that was pretty big no, no, it's not. It's not as big. No, they moved out. They moved the outfield in. It was the biggest, though. I just don't know if the, any of the new stadiums are bigger. That's kind of my thing. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit with my two answers, Coors and Fenway. Uh, I just can't think of small stadiums. Go tell us tell us your uh, tell us the biggest and let me think for a second and give us some dimensions while I think. Oh, I don't have the dimensions pulled up, so you're not getting those. But uh, with the collusion involved, Eli was right with Coors. Well, collusion? How is that collusion? Collusion? What do you what? You said you said I'm going to pick San Francisco, so you pick the other one, so one of us will be right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. Well, I did. I mean, I did say Coors. You did. Say oh, you didn't get it. You said San Francisco. Uh, whatever. We we know we know what the record says. Yeah, Go we, on. Okay, sure. and then. So I have my smallest. What do you think is the smallest? I feel, is it? I feel like it could be the Yankees. That, that was my other pick, but the the other one I'm thinking is Camden Yards, but I could be wrong with that too. Yeah, that could be right. Also, I think it's I think it's one of those two. Final answers or smallest? I I, I already went with Fenway. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with New York. It's either New York or Camden. 
Good shit on Ben. Eli, I hate you. You're like perfect on these. It was Fenway. Because the, the monster's know. short and right field short, so it like cuts down, even though center's deep, like the, the two lines make it super tiny. That was a whole point of Betts playing right field at yeah. first. It was like, even though Bradley is like a fantastic outfielder, they thought that it was harder to play right field because of the weird yeah. dimensions of making it so short. And that's why they put Mookie out in right instead of center. Makes sense. And then they let Bradley just run through the way super open center field. But yeah. Have you missed one yet? Ben got one and I don't remember what it was, but it was uh, old Frank Robinson. I think I nailed that one. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of, I just kind of agree. I couldn't think of anything. Best one too. So I, I definitely get a half. I def, I definitely didn't, definitely didn't answer the, that one. I'm gonna be honest. But. All right. Well, congrats. All right. Man. So next is Patrick Cromwell, uh, one of the co-owners of Narc Clothing. Uh, we're excited for the interview and give it a listen. Welcome on, Patrick Cromwell. Uh, this is going to be a fun interview. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. What's up, guys? How's it going? So we really just want to figure out what's going on. What is NARP? T- tell us what you are doing <laughs> with NARP. Um, all right. So the easiest way to describe it is it is a marketplace that allows former student athletes to sell their team-issued gear. So um, as I'm sure you guys know, throughout your college careers, you get up abundance of gear oftentimes it goes untouched and instead of just giving it away to family or let sit in the closet um, we decided to create this marketplace to give these former student athletes a chance to sell it and make a little um, well-deserved money but also to give fans the chance to finally own gear that you can't buy anywhere else yeah um when did you get this idea where so Unfortunately, I cannot take all the credit. This is, this is a two-parter. Um, I was playing ball out in Germany, and my former teammate from Clemson, KJ Bryant, he hit me up. He's like, hey, man, like, I'm actually going to be out in Europe um, in about a month. Like, Let's hang out. I was like, yeah, for sure. So we planned out a couple little spots we were going to hit, like Amsterdam and Paris. And while we were chilling, like one of the first few nights, we were just kind of catching up. And he told me about what he'd been doing for work and – on they had like a casual Friday so he just wore a polo and jeans and the polo he wore was a Clemson baseball polo and his boss had never seen it before so he's like yeah KJ like I'll pay you for that polo right there he's just like you can just have it I have like three of them at home and after that it kind of got his mind running like huh you know I wasn't anything special I had like a good little college career but nothing after that but this fan was willing to purchase an item off of me, you know, just because he knew he couldn't find it anywhere else. And then he dropped that on me. I was like, dude, like, that's genius. Like, let's, let's run with this. And that's kind of like how the whole thing started. So, so what was, uh, like, how fast has this been growing for you? So that conversation took place a little bit over a year ago. And then we hit the ground running when I got back to the States in October and we soft launched our website late April. We fully launched at the very end of May. 
Um, so this is honestly like four months in. So this is relatively brand new. So what schools have probably contributed uh, to the website the most? So obviously we have a pretty big um, Clemson following and we have a lot of Clemson athletes on board. So that's been pretty cool. And then we have a lot of Kentucky, a lot of TCU and a lot of UCLA as well. So usually what happens is we'll get like one guy or girl from the school and then they'll tell a teammate who will tell a teammate who will tell a teammate. So that's probably the, the four schools that we have the most gear from. Um, but I mean, we're, we're adding schools every other day. So we're always growing. Then can current, can current NCAA athletes like be a part of this or how does that work with the whole uh, NCAA regulations on profiting off of your image? Yeah. Due, due to the current NCAA rules, um, we're not allowed to have any current athletes on board. Uh, so everyone that's selling on our platforms, former, they've exhausted all eligibility and are either professional or they've graduated. But in January 2021, so in a couple months, the NCAA student-athletes put off of their name, image, and likeness and different with that will us at all. And more importantly, benefit the student-athletes and let them sell some of their gear. Um, because the wording on the bill is a little bit vague for now. So we're kind of just waiting to see what the NCAA says. How can we help you uh, spread NARP more than than just this, this this interview tell all your friends that played college athletics say hey if you got any leftover gear i kind of got the spot for you i know i know a spot where you can um create a locker and sell some of that gear that's just sitting on shelves um that's kind of been our one thing because you know the demands there we have the customers that are constantly asking for more gear so now we're at that stage where we just need a flow of athletes to come on board um, so, you know, everyone that sells on our site, get a pretty good, um, response, you know, from the customers that want to buy their gear. So it's really not that hard to sell. We know as soon as we can get them on the platform, we're going to help sell their gear. But now we're, because it's such a new idea, we're at that stage where we want to reach out to these student athletes and we want them to trust us to, you know, partner up with us and help them sell their gear. Awesome. Um, let's talk about your playing career. You, we're a baseball podcast. You played baseball. We want to Let's hear do it. What, what, what went on? So you started at a JC in California, Santa Ana. Yeah. Yeah. So, Santa Ana Community College. How, how was that? And moving on to Clemson following a nice. So you see to me was Orange Coast College, which is a powerhouse when it comes to junior college baseball. And I knew a couple of the coaches at Santa Ana. And I knew that, you know, if I want a chance to go in there and immediately play, that would, Santa Ana was my best bet. So went in there, um, didn't play too much my freshman year, like started the season, didn't play well, got benched, went to Alaska. So that was when I was first introduced to like really high quality pitching. Um, and I struggled the first half of the summer, like hitting around 200, like really couldn't figure it out. And then towards the back half, I, you know, kind of got used to it and, it became, you know, 88 or 89 wasn't anything special anymore. Whereas two months earlier, 88 or 89, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't have a chance. Um, so that played a huge part in getting me ready for my sophomore season at Santa Ana. Um, had a good fall, had a good spring, and then the offers started rolling in. Uh, and as soon as Clemson offered, it was pretty much game over. That was more of like a dream school where 
if they um, showed any interest and were able to offer a scholarship, I would, I would go there. Um, so that's how I wound up across the country 3,000 miles away. So let's, let's talk about the, the time at Clemson. Who, who are some of the dudes you played against offensively? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. We played against Jaron Kendall. He was a first-rounder from Vandy. Um, there were a couple dudes from Virginia who were first-rounders. I think one of them made their big league debut um, this year. They're actually kind of a lot. Like I, I can't really um, think of all of them. There's a dude from UNC. Um, he was a first rounder with the Blue Jays. Uh, but honestly, the biggest name that I played with or against was my teammate Seth Beer, um, and he was like freshman player, of the freshman first team All American. He was a national player every year as a freshman. So he was the biggest name that I played with or against um, during my college career. What was the best? Because uh, a lot of cool college stadiums around the country. What was your favorite stadium to go play at? I think it it was a toss up between UNC and Florida State, and for me, it was obviously it was you know awesome to be there because both of those teams are great, and it was a great series when we went and played them. Um, but for me, it was going to play at a stadium that I had seen on TV for. 15 years, like growing up watching college baseball in the summertime, you know that there's going to be a regional or a super regional at North Carolina or at Florida State. And so for me to, I, don't, I mean, guess kind of like come full circle, like I was finally there and able to see these stadiums and play in these stadiums in person. I thought that was awesome. Um, I'd probably say Florida State, though. Uh, the environment was a little bit more lively than UNC. UNC was so great. I loved it. Um, but it was pretty rowdy at, at Florida State. And I think that was like an ESPN game we had. They, they did like a – we did like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series. So Monday night was on ESPN. So that was pretty cool. No, that's sweet. And then you said you played overseas. Uh, what, was, what was that like? Like that has to be an incredible experience to go travel and play and do the thing that you love. Yeah, that was um, – that was really cool. And I didn't even have plans to do that until late June, I guess, or Ju July after I graduated and, you know, didn't get signed or drafted or anything like that. And I didn't know what to do. And an agent reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, you should look into playing overseas. And I emailed the guy who, you know, helps sends um, Americans overseas and helps find um, teams for them to play with. And before you know it, it took like four days. I was signed with a team in Australia. I went to Australia, was there for six months, played in their season. And then right after that, I went to Germany. And I played there for another six or seven months. But it was cool. It was a bit of a step down um, when it comes to talent, just because I had played at such a high level in college and baseball isn't as developed in some of these other countries. But still, like, I was – very impressed by the amount of talent that I saw out there in Australia and in Germany. Um, but for me, it was, it was kind of a way to travel the world while also still playing baseball. It's a little bit more laid back there. It's not practice and playing games six, six seven days a week. It's more of like a three, four day a week schedule. So you get a lot of time to kind of 
immerse yourself in the culture of wherever you're at. And for me, that was like the most appealing thing. Can you, can you give us one of your best stories about traveling the world and playing baseball? Uh, is this like a PG rated podcast or? No, just go for it. No, I don't, I don't, I mean, I have a couple that are like pretty rowdy. Um, Cause I was in Australia and like Aussies are nuts. And then I have a couple stories of like when we were in Europe and a bunch of the Americans would like get together and go out and turn into a walking out of the, the club at like six, seven in the morning. Um, but honestly, I think the coolest thing that I got to do was experience Oktoberfest in Germany. And then also I was able to go around with the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. And both of those other common push had more of a um, but to be able to go to those events, which are so well known across the world, and kind of like see what it's really like. All right. So well, I got two more questions for you. <clears throat> you playing in the ACC, who was the best arm you faced at the plate? Oh, I was an easy out, so I saw a lot of good arms. Um, I think the best arm that I probably Clark Schmidt so not ACC that was SEC um, when we played against South Carolina and I think he just got called up to the Yankees um, a couple months ago but I remember my at bat against him it was a Friday night so they're our rivals so it's called the All Meadows Series South Carolina and it was Friday night at our place um, and I think it was like I was hitting like eight hole or something he went like nasty slider back door it's like oh shoot and then he went fastball inside i think and then another backdoor slider i didn't have much of a chance man like he spotted up the fastball inside and then that third slider i just whiffed at it and i think i got benched like right after that at bat too but that's when i was like it wasn't like i quit i was like oh you know this i suck at baseball i'm gonna quit but that was just one of those at bats where it's like I'm not sure what I could have done right there. Like that kind of, that guy kind of just had me and there, there wasn't, there wasn't more to say to it. Um, but besides from him, I don't know. There's a lot of the ACC, like low key has a lot of good arms. Um, faced a dude from Louisville, uh, Detmers. I think he was just a first rounder last year. Uh, and he blew up my hands on like a fastball inside, like popped up to the infield. Um, but there are a lot of good arms at, in the ACC. Um, so, Either one of those two, they were, they were pretty legit. That's awesome. All right. The final question we ask everyone, we, we've grown up with uh, some iconic batting stances like Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro. Who was the batting stance you mimicked when you were playing wiffle ball? Robinson Cano, for sure. I thought this was cool because it was, like, super laid back. Um, I, I feel like he's a dick, though, as a person. Like, I was at the All-Star game in Arizona, and he was like, nah, man, I'm done. I was like, dude, come on. Like, I'm, I'm by myself here. No one else is bugging you. It's not like it's that late at night. It's probably like 10 o'clock, 1030. Um, and then from that moment on, I just kind of like rooted against the guy. So I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I mimicked his stance when I, when I was younger. Um, that's, like, that's like that saying where you don't want to meet your heroes because they're either going to – they're more than likely going to let you down. I mimic my stance off of. Okay. 
I, I have to ask one more question. Brian usually had the best walk-up song on the team. What were you, what were you running up yourself? Dude, so I think I, and I've been told this by um, multiple guys, that like I always had killer walk-ups. So I think my, my best one was my senior year at Clemson. Um, I did a country song. It was like a super famous country song, and that one was like a big fan favorite, and everyone loved it. Um, and then I also did Family Affair. Mary J. Blige, that was a good one. That got the hussies rolling. And then, so I had a, I had a couple that I really liked um, and, and I thought were good. It kind of, I wasn't into like getting me super pumped up. I was just more like something easygoing because I know if I got pumped up, I would just go up there and swing out of my shoes and strike out or something. Awesome. All right, plug yourself, plug all your IG, Twitter, NARP, and, and for yourself. I will, I will just plug NARP. Um, the Instagram is at NARPclothing underscore. Uh, check it out. Platform going. It's all for former student athletes. Um, so if you are a former student athlete or you know of anyone who has some gear to sell and make some money, um, I would definitely send them our way. We're, we're not in it to make money off of you guys. Our margins are so slim that you guys are walking away with pretty much all the money anyways. Um, so I'd check us out on IG and then Twitter is at NARPclothing. Um, if you want to follow me, you can, but it's not a big deal. At Pcrom too. We'll put all the we'll put all the links in the description. Yeah, just chuck all of them out there. Well, love it. Well, first shout out Uncle Tim. And... Yeah, how about that? You should have had Uncle Tim on here instead of me. <laughs> all right, thank you, Patrick Cromwell. Uh, that was a great conversation, Ben. We missed you. We missed yeah. you, man. I know. Sounded like a good combo. Um. Excited. I, I'm actually excited to listen through it. Listen to one of my favorite, all-time favorite teammates, brothers, talk about a pretty cool new business he has. So, so. And he's a pretty player. Sick brag. I swept the day. The Dodgers just took the wins. Yep. I don't think I won a game today. So, yep. Not a good start. Well, you had the Dodgers. So. Yeah, you did win a oh, game. Oh, yeah, I did have the Dodgers. Yeah. This guy's maybe and I got my Miami Marlins tomorrow, so I'm still feeling pretty good about myself. There you go. There you go. So let's hop into it. We have our core four, which is a draft, a little snake draft for you. It's draft um, day. A little miscommunication. Uh, we we thought we were drafting body of – some of us thought we were drafting body of work. Some of us just thought we were drafting years of, and performance, and then you couldn't pick that player – any other year that they like performed well, so it doesn't really matter. We can we can hop into it. We did a little random number generator, and uh, I have the first pick. Connor won the random number generator and took the second pick, and and Ben has has the third pick, so he will be picking back to back first. We will Thanks be putting this out on Twitter. Um, just a little pull. Well. I will win. Probably not. You do? Into it. If you do, that's great. So, <laughs> because of uh, what I thought was going on with, with the number one pick, I'm going to go with Madison Bumgarner 2014. So, this is where the confusion is. That 2014 run was great. It performed well in other postseasons, but 
that 2014 run where he carried an entire pitching staff for the most part on his back was was pretty spectacular. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yep, I think that was probably the most obvious pick for that one. So, all right. I also think you specify it's last 30 years. So for not last 30 years, right? Yep. I'll hop into it next. Um, this was a crucial pick for me for my squad. Uh, I'm going to Big Poppy, especially 04 when he uh, carried the Red Sox down 3-0, and I think 2013 when he hit like 650 in the World Series. Yeah, the US. Both, yeah. both incredible seasons. Big Poppy, kind of definition of clutch, arguably the best DHL time. I know we're all Seattle guys, so Edgar's up there, but he's my pick. Number one overall, number two overall. Sorry. All right. So here's where I'm going to start making some waves. So, uh, as I understood, we would be picking, whether I falsely understood or I understood correctly. I thought we would be picking a total body of work. And if we are going on total body of work, um, I thought it'd be fitting to pick a guy who leads a lot of categories um, because he has played a lot in the playoffs. And he also has a couple um, playoff nicknames. I will be taking... The captain, Mr. November, Derek Jeter with the third pick. Um, Good pick. He leads the MLB in MLB history with basically a full season's worth of games in the playoffs, 158 games. He's got 200 hits, 302 total bases, um, 32 doubles, and he has accumulated 734 plate appearances in the playoffs. Um, and he's also got five rings. But, so I think uh, we can all agree that he has some of the most unforgettable playoff moments of all time. So and I'm actually looking at a graphic right now on FS1 that has him in second place for something behind Justin Turner. So Derek Jeter with my third pick. Back and back. I, right back to you, Ben. I also have the, uh, the fourth pick. And I am going to take um, one of the best starting pitchers of all time. Just going to get my, uh, we're going two pitchers, two hitters, right? Sure. I don't all think right. it really matters, honestly. All right, all right, all right. Well, I am going to take, uh, I think this one's pretty obvious, at least to me um, and people in the Northwest, I'm going to take, I'm actually going to take Randy Johnson. I think there was a, there's a debate. I think there's a couple guys that you could take in that spot for starting pitchers, um, but I'm going with the big unit. We had the big moment um obviously the diamondbacks moments going with the big unit that helps my big board that's all i'm gonna say but i i, I think i know where you're at i think i know who you're gonna take too but uh i'll take my next pick i will also take a picture pitcher if we we're going all time i'd be taking my guy three finger mordecai brown but we said last 30 years so i think we'll just have to go with the best closer of all time 
with had the best stat of all time. More people have walked on the moon than scored on Mariano in, in October. So I'm going with Mariano Vera. You have the lead. Shut it down. Put in Mariano. I thought it was more people have walked in the moon, walked on the moon than he's walked in the postseason. Not scored. That's why it's more impressive. All right, sick. All right, so <clears throat> my second pick. Um, ben, I like where your head's at. I'm also going with a starting pitcher. Yep, I know exactly with, where you're going. Exactly. I wish I would have thrown a wrench into your plans, but he decided to not do that. The co-MVP of that 2001 World Series, Kurt Schilling. I really thought. I really thought about that one. I think you can really go either way. You yeah, also got the bloody sock moment too. Yeah, that's another. That's another big reason why. Okay, I don't think my my picks are going to be as pretty as uh, yours when I when we get to the voting. But okay. all right. Um, um, my next pick. I mean, this is a hard one because I'm picking between a guy with a huge moment. The guy who just has a fantastic body of work. So near and dear to my heart, I'm just going to go with Albert Pujols. Ah, you ruined me. I mean, specifically 2011, but there is a lot of great moments in the postseason for him. So. Good pick. I myself have the next pick, and I will also be going with the Cardinal. Not an extensive body of work, but might be the best showing in October that I have ever seen. And my mom did make me go to bed in game six of that World Series, so I had to watch it the next morning. I'm going with David Freeze, probably the best that, World Series performance I can remember. That made that I, my young self hype. So I'm going David Freeze. I, I thought you were going to go with him, so I left him there for you. Thank you very much. I, I thought that, that would I help me if I took him out. No, I wasn't uh, going to take him. He's actually 12th on my big board, so if he was – the last pick I was going to take him, but whatever. All right. Well, um, this has really thrown a wrench into a few of my plans because Connor decided to not take Kurt Schilling, which was the obvious pick. Um, <laughs> so give me a second here. Let me. Dude, let me do see. you want to score on Mariano the ninth? No. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a Red Sox. Um, not, not, uh, maybe not one that you would immediately think of, but when you go back and look at it, some pretty impressive stuff. Uh, I'm going to go Pedro Martinez. Pretty, some pretty electric playoff moments. Um, 1999 ALDS was was up there, and that was his probably his best year of his career. Um, also, but uh, hey, I'm going with Pedro. So I got. I, am I next again? Yeah. Am I up again? This is your last pick. You're closing out your draft. Wow, it's a lot of pressure. Um. I got a hitter left. Um, I think 
tough. Clocks are taken, my friend. So you, you have um, a pitcher, two pitchers. I got, I got two pitchers right now. And Jeter. So you're going with a, you're going with a hitter most likely if you're going with your two, two and two. Um, I'm gonna go. We got last thirty years. I might go. I think I'm gonna go Chipper Jones. Actually, huge for my draft board. Love to hear it. All right, you're back. I'm going Chipper Jones. Got some World Series victories. Um, pretty good slash line in the playoffs too. This postseason uh, averages, if you translate them to a full year, two eighty eight, eight seventy one. Um, 23 homers, 83 RBIs. So I'm going Chipper Jones. Big names, man. You took some big names. That's going to help you in the, in the I voting. I, got, I, I took some wrenches into my draft board, so. All right. Connor? <clears throat> no. I've really been thinking about it. I was torn between two guys, but this section is called the core four section, so I think it's only fitting that I pick another member of the core four from the New York Yankees. Andy Pettit came up big in the postseason. A lot of the times for the Yankees, and it might not be a very popular pick, but I couldn't care less. Taking him on my team, gross pickoff move I've ever seen. Guy's a winner. Might not be a popular pick, but there's my pick. And Eli, you're pretty confident over there, so we'll see how the polls turn out. Yeah, I think I think it might help me with this last pick. I can't believe he fell this far. He was six on my my big board. I actually got my one, two, five, and six on my big board. So cool for you. So um, I'm just going to leave you with a quote. That's the furthest ball I've ever seen hit, Tim Salmon. About who? Barry Bonds. Probably the greatest player of all time, Barry Bonds. Yes. That's who I'm going to end it. I was tempted. I was tempted for that one. I just didn't. The, the body of work just wasn't there for me. Okay, I, I understand that. That 2002, everything about that 2002 was just pretty unreal. But, yeah, that's... Barry Bonds is pretty sick. I'll, I'll give it to you. My next pick was going to be Josh Beckett. Kind of disgusting also. I, I thought about going I thought about going Griffey also, but... Uh, body of work not there. I, he's got some... He's got some appearances, and he was legit when he got there. Yeah. Now, my 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 next two guys I, I have on my big board, unpopular pick now, Carlos Beltran. His yep, 2004, 2013, disgusting. What happened in 2017 changes everyone's opinion. But then the next guy I had was Andrew Miller in 2016. was pretty unreal. But yep. moving on. Um. The baseball world has been hit. Actually, I want to give a little honorable mention to a guy who was before 30 years. Christy, Christy Mathewson, 27 innings, three complete sh- uh, complete games, zero ERA, um, 18 strikeouts, and one walk in 1905. So that's pretty disgusting. All right. You know who Christy Mathewson claimed as his biggest rival on the baseball field? Three finger Mordecai Brown. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Let's go. 
That's our guy. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't think it was coming, but there it was. Um, but the baseball world has been hit recently by uh, we've we've lost three legends: Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, and now Bob Gibson. So we're we're going to show to Bob Gibson. Yep, lost his battle with cancer, um, the age of eighty-four. Baseball Hall of Famer and just all-around legend. Some of the most quotable. He's got some pretty good baseball quotes as well. Yeah. Um, let me just read off some of his accomplishments. Uh, he was an MVP, two-time Cy Young winner, nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series winner, uh, two-time World Series MVP, nine-time Gold uh, Glove winner, and he had an ERA title. One of the best. One of the best to do it. You guys have a stat to read off? Uh, mine's not a stat. It's more of a kind of a – he was the reason the mound got moved back or moved down. Yes. So he literally did change the game. Yep. Career 90 war. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, with an ERA of 2.0. Nine one, he uh, accumulated three thousand eight hundred eighty four point one innings, three thousand one hundred seventeen strikeouts with a WHIP of one point one eight eight. Pretty pretty special guy. Rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace. All right, moving on. Twitter we, questions. We, we got only one serious. Twitter question. They're all serious. And that well no They're no. All serious, just for no. different reasons. This this is Twitter this is Twitter questions. Next we'll get into we're here for you. That's a new segment for us. We're here for you. Where you ask us for life advice and we're here for you. But let's get into our, like our baseball takes. Hopefully you'll like our life advice. So here's our only real Twitter question. Uh, early predictions for the playoffs, MVPs both AL and NL. So who has just been the best in the AL and NL? Hot take? I'm going to go. Hot take. Uh, I know who you're going to take, I think, Eli. So um, I'm going to pick someone different because I hate that guy. So I will take the guy who has probably had the most Im two impressive hits in the playoffs so far. Uh, I'm going to take Giancarlo Stanton because he's a huge, huge difference maker in the middle of that order, when he's actually seeing the ball well, it makes that whole lineup way better. And he has like, I think he's got four or five homers already. So. Well, that was my honor. Well, someone jumped the gun. I was going to take Stanton, but uh, I might have to give it to the best, uh, the best barrel finder in the bigs right now. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, that guy is just good at baseball. Great hitter. I think he's going to pull it out. Well, I was hoping you were going to say a different name, Connor. Um, Randy Rosarena is who I'm going to give this to. He oh, has been unreal for the Tampa Bay Rays. I had another pick. I have another pick. All right. Well, I, I yeah. for we'll, everybody we'll out there, I'm, that like, I'm just going that most I, punchable face in the bigs. Carlos Correa is who I thought Eli was going to take. Yeah. For everybody out there that now thinks that I hate Randy Rosarena, that is not true. I, I, do like Randy Rosarina. I hate Carlos Correa. Yeah, this podcast. So, 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 which is unfair because we talked about this before 
what happened tonight in Tampa Bay, he's been unreal. He had like yes. two triples in the last series. And he has a couple tanks in this series. He's hitting third. He was a nobody last year for the, the Cardinals, and now he's the 300 for the Rays. I do want to highlight Carlos Correa a little bit just because I didn't want to give it to him because I do not like him. And um, you can also you can also put out an argument probably for George Springer too. As well, yes. Carlos Correa has said some things. You, you just wanted him to shut up and just play the game, but he had to say some things that pissed off a lot of people. But he did back it up, so you got to give it to him. For that Carlos Correa is my least favorite player in the bigs. Uh, but you can let us know on Twitter who your least favorite player is at the cleanup pub. All right. <clears throat> Time for – we're here for you. We have we have some questions. Um, we're going to keep this anonymous. We don't want to expose anybody. But let's start with, hey, guys, how do you stop sending DMs at 2 in the morning? I'll take this one. Um, for whoever this person is, the answer is you, you don't have to. You just don't have to. Just keep doing your thing, man. It, you'll, you'll find you'll find yourself, and you'll find it. You'll find love someday. Just keep just keep doing your thing. I think something good's gonna come out of it. Maybe turn your phone off at two. midnight. Yeah, you could do that. Two hours before two a.m. If you, you really want to stop, I just get the feeling that whoever this person is, they they really don't want to stop that bad. My, my advice for this person, because I don't think they want to stop, just keep ripping them off. Just send them. Who cares? You're young. Have some fun. Yeah. All right. The next one is, hey, guys, I went on my boyfriend's Instagram and found that he has a saved folder of a lot of Instagram models. What do I do? I think this, Eli, this one might be, this one might be so i don't really think it's it's sad because when i i save cooking videos on instagram or or baseball highlights or workouts i like i don't know i i've never gone down the the rabbit hole of uh saving instagram models pictures that we know of I'm being 100% honest with you. Um, but maybe bring it up. You got to be polite about it because if he doesn't know you have gone into his phone, looked at his Instagram, that could start a fight. So my advice is bring it up cautiously. Hope for the best. Yep. And we're here for you if it doesn't work out. You got to have trust. There's got to be trust. Us is big. Just bring it up. Just talk to him. Um, we have we have a couple more. Um, one question. Oh, we have we'll, we'll go we'll go a couple more. But this one's specifically for Connor. Uh, Connor, do you get more Tinder or Hinge matches? See, I know who asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that to myself. <laughs> You want an actual answer? I don't have a hinge, so Tinder. There you go. All right. Um, hey, Connor. Yeah. Me and Ben, we're here for you, man. <laughs> we're here for us. I mean, Vlad, I really need it. I'm going through some trying times. 
All right. So next, our, our next question is, an ex of mine won't stop buying me expensive gifts like leggings and shoes and an attempt to talk to me again. Do I accept these gifts or if I accept them, does that mean I have to talk to him? I'll start. All right. We are here for you. This might not be the best advice in the world, but everyone likes new things. So I'd say keep this train going for as long as possible. All right. So let's just, let's just back this up a little bit. That was not the right way to go about that. Um, so I think you can like, I think with this one, you can like be polite and politely say that you don't need these things and that he doesn't need to do this. Um, and if he just keeps persisting, then I mean, of course you're gonna take them because that's that would be ridiculous to not take them. But um, I think whoever this person is might need to figure it out at some point. I don't know, Eli, what do you think? I have a little bit of a hybrid of uh, what you guys are saying. If he's crazy, you're getting the gifts no matter what, and you're not getting rid of him. So just accept the gifts if he's crazy. But if he's not, what I'm saying. if he's not, and he's a reasonable human being, then you can talk to him about his finances and how this is hurting his finances. <laughs> could can help him him stop what he's doing. But if if that doesn't if enough. that doesn't go far enough, we're here for you. We have an accountant. We can we can con- contact you with Connor and we'll see what happens. We we do have an accountant. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Bu- off that though, if their finances are steady and it's not hurting them, still keep accepting the gifts. New things are always great. I, what I was trying to say is we, we can we can politely try to decline the gifts. It, well, we know that we're probably gonna get we're probably gonna still get the gifts. If that makes sure. sense. Yeah. We Ask have. We have two. We have two more. We're only going to read one more. One of them is just we we were message then told we are not allowed to read it on our podcast. It's unfortunate. So we're going to go. It's a good one. one. It's really good. Maybe next episode. It was pro- it was probably the best. It was it was the best message we got. I get permission. All maybe right. next episode. Who knows? Maybe next episode. Boys, my boyfriend is lazy and unmotivated, and he can't get his ish together and finish college how can i help motivate him study dates oh that helped for my roommate with me Ew. shout out levi shout out levi um yeah that 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 was going to be my advice too to to do study oh, my advice unless you little... finish college and they my have advice is a little more extreme sorry i did not mean to interrupt what's my your advice a little more extreme <laughs> You don't want someone that's lazy and unmotivated in your life. So I oh. say cut cut that ish off, as you would once say. What, what if, All right, hold on a second. What if what he's if, very what loving? If, what if college just isn't this person's thing? Then you inspire yeah. him to do something that he's passionate about. You just said get rid of him. I said if he continues to be lazy and unmotivated. That's fair. Okay, I get that. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah. We're here for you, but... I'd also like to say you got you do have to start a clock of how long he's unmotivated. If he's unmotivated for too long, 
and you're motivated, that's not healthy for you and your mentals and your chickens. And a wise man once said, break that ish off. All right. Final thoughts. Packers 4 now. Seahawks 4 now. Um, you cut out for a second, but I'm going to say congratulations to the Seattle Storm, WNBA champs. Bring it home for Seattle. Sue Bird, legend, has as many championships under her belt as the rest of Seattle men's sports teams combined. So that's pretty wow. cool. Good for you, Sue. And, and this might be a dynasty. This, this, this Storm team, if they win next year, most NBA titles three and four years or WNBA titles. I have a more so. serious final thought. What? That was pretty insensitive to call that not serious. No, no, that's not what I mean. I just outside the sporting world is what I mean. Okay. <laughs> what are you? Go for it. This is getting cut. I, it's just we're editing it there. I was going to no. say go register to vote is what I was going to say. No, you. we're keeping that. No, we're ben, not. Ben. I edit this shit. We're, we're not keeping it. Please. It doesn't even matter at this point what we say. Just say, just say we're out and we're...